What's up, Warrior Poet people? Here we are with Cheyenne Weldon, the executive director of the Austin chapter of Texas Normal. Now, some of you may know what that is, and some of you may be a fan and not even know it. Texas Normal is the national organization for the reform of marijuana laws. So she's on our team. She's fighting a good fight. <laughs> Welcome. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate that. Thank you for that. having me, Aubrey. Absolutely. Um, so tell us, you know, what's the current state of affairs here in this this fine state we got here, Texas? We got these other enlightened states like Colorado and Washington. You know, they're a little ahead of us. That's not like Texas to be behind the curve. So well, what, what's going the, on here? The, the problem is mainly that the way we change laws in Texas is different than the way we change laws um, in California. Every state has a different set of laws, and about half the states can go door-to-door -door and collect signatures, and that's who you really see leading any of these charges for freedom because it, it really is the people that are able to take direct action. They can collect signatures, they get enough verified, and they get something on the ballot for the people to vote on. It's very direct. So there's like a certain threshold for signatures. And right, then right. And that's, that's that, dependent on each state. But the other half, it's like 26 and 24, you know, it's, it's about half each. The other half is like Texas and has to go through the legislature, uh -huh. which means and we they, have to. And we don't give a shit about signatures here in Texas. No. Doesn't matter. On the local level. Take your level, signatures and wipe your ass with your that's signatures. That's exactly right. That's what I try to tell people when they tell me <laughs> they had so, much so many signatures. I'm like, and what are you going to do with them? At the state level, there is no method by which to have them checked, no department that to enter them into to verify them. There's nothing. So on the local level, you can do that. But unfortunately, since 97, we can only change drug laws in Texas at the state level. Uh-huh. That was through a direct law that was passed because of a local initiative to try to get medical and a little civil disobedience, which I think we can imagine what it was. Mm -hmm. It's a year after California got medical. I think the Texas legislators said, oh, hell no, we're not going to yeah. do this. Don't let the devil's cabbage in our exactly, state. Exactly, exactly. And the, the backlash was huge because now, unlike even Louisiana, who uh, New Orleans has a $100 ticket, just the city. We can't do that on a local level because of this law that was passed in 97. So in New Orleans, you get a $100 cash ticket. And there's a lot of other cities that have done it in other states because yeah. the city is allowed to take action different than the state level. Uh -huh. And that's how a lot of states have gotten there too. They, they city by city and then the more rural areas aren't fighting it as much because they get to see it locally. So we're, we're limited in those two ways. And also our legislature only meets every other year for about six months, <laughs> it's 140 days. What the hell are they doing the rest of the time? They they have regular jobs, which is something people need to know when they're, I've heard uh -huh. some people say, oh, well, they're just you know these well-paid bureaucrats. And I'm like, not in Texas, they're not. Unless they have an independently wealthy spouse or they have an inheritance or something, they all have other jobs. They're doctors, lawyers, real estate agents. You know, well, don't get us feeling sorry for the government. No, I mean, right I'm just saying I mean, they get they get they get seven grand. Uh, it's all public. They get seven uh -huh. grand for the legislative session. They really make their money on the per diem because the ones coming from out of town have to be here during the session. Right. So it's not that they make nothing, but the rest of the year they got to do something else. It's like being a teacher. Yeah, hmm. it makes sense. So what is the plan for Texas? And then I want to talk a little bit about the rest of the country. But so what's the plan? What are you working on then? Okay. Well, there's a few coalitions forming, and the main one that I'm working with uh, on the marijuana issue is. Um, 
we just got a new name. It's with a marijuana policy project is leading the charge, and they've helped pass laws in many many states already. So the fact that they're even interested in putting money here, and that a, a huge donor from California put up a hundred thousand dollars for us to match here in Texas. Nice. So that kind of got the ball rolling, and uh, Rob Campia, their director, now lives here half time. So we formed a coalition, which is Marijuana Policy Project, uh, Texas Normal, DFW Normal, um, Mothers Against Teen Violence. There's uh, the ACLU. Several groups are in coalition together and contributing funds to hire, and we've hired a lobbyist. So for the first time that I know of in Texas, we have somebody working at the Capitol right now, schmoozing, seeing who's willing to do what, mm -hmm. and letting us know so we can get the people in on it. And what need? What kind of vote needs to happen? We need to get a majority of the well. No, actually, we have to get a bill passed. So um, the way laws are passed on the state level in Texas, the we get to vote on who represents us. Right. And we have a senator that represents a large group of us, like five hundred thousand can be like in a rural area the size of Pennsylvania, but here we have several senators. Um, on a lo more local level, representatives represent us. There's 150 of them, so they represent a, a less number, yeah. more, 100, 200,000. But we're supposed to be in touch with them, and it really doesn't take that much to get their attention. For, to get them to know your well, they name. Well, they got to be aware of this issue. I mean, yeah, this, everybody's yeah, talking about this, Yeah, but be aware of right? it. Um, people say say a lot, well, why don't they do what I, what I what I what we want? And like, it's not like they're going strolling through the park and going, oh, look, it looks as if the people want marijuana. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to go to them. If you want something, you have to go to them. You don't wait for them to just right. decide. Yeah, you got to force gotta be, their hand. We have to be proactive. And so, that's how it happened with alcohol prohibition repeal. The people were proactive. Yeah. Well, and also the negative ramifications were going out of control, which they are exactly. with marijuana they as well. Too. And they have been. The that thing. hasn't changed anything. Hmm. So we got a lobbyist and you guys got that guy in there working. But we're is we're working on three bills. Okay. Well, I should say six bills because what we ideally in a perfect world, the twenty fifteen session starts and we have already gotten six bills filed in November, which is when you can pre file them right like a week after elections, they can pre file bills. Got it. So we want three in the House and three in the Senate, because if they move forward together, then they get to the governor quicker. It's not likely to happen. That's like ideal. Right. So we're, but we'll see how far we can get them. You know, so and the, three, the three bills would be uh, civil penalties, lowering uh, penalties on personal possession, uh, medical with real access, never happened in Texas uh, yet. And uh, the other one is taxation, taxation and regulation, which would be like legalization. Right. Yeah. So that would be reg that would be recreational. So so and, three and I different. like to say retail. It's none of their business if I'm having fun or not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that implies <laughs> in, intent That's when true. you say recreational. So retail, retail, retail. sales. So yeah, retail like market. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what else can we do to help make you know make some noise? I mean, we got some people on the inside working, but it seems like there would be a way that that people could get together and be like, hey, like listen, pay attention. You know, I guess maybe pay more attention to who we're voting in. Exactly. You know, That's, and, and it's demand not, that they and talk about those issues. they're not all going to come out on this issue. We think it's a big issue because look at who we know. Look who is in your circle of friends and who you relate to. You don't hang out with the people that I've occasionally run into who have never even seen marijuana. Right. Let alone are they thinking we should be doing something Well, for those it. people, though, you just point to the prison sentences that get reduced. Sure, sure, but we don't interact with that, them is my point. Right. So when people say everybody wants this, well, we're not interacting with a sure. lot of people that don't. So I think the, one of the biggest things we can notice is that um, 
when we do polls, at least half the country, anywhere you ask, at least half the country is for this. Now we've got polls up to like 80% of people think it's going to happen, even if they're not for it. But when you ask questions like, do you think your neighbor, your family, your coworker is for it? It's always like 30%. It's low. So people, people are in the closet. People don't talk about it. But now, you know, we've reached such a level, we're all so in touch and we're all so mobile and this is actually happening in Colorado. You know, it's not just a hope and a dream anymore. There are mm -hmm. retail transactions being made. I made one, a legal, a legal transaction last month. Nice. And uh, so now- So finally you got to smoke, finally to you got to about. smoke marijuana, Cheyenne, Exactly. for the first I know, time. I know, and I'm, I'm trying to get off the heroin now. <laughs> it's been a few the, weeks. The gateway so effect is strong. It's very strong. <laughs> I've noticed a lot of tracks um, between your toes yeah, and in your yeah. arms. It's been rough. It's, it's scary. You know, <laughs> I'm dwindling away over here. But uh, yeah, so now it can be a topic that people can bring up and they don't have to say, hey, I want to smoke marijuana or I should be allowed to. It doesn't have to be anything about them because it can be, wow, did you see that CNN special about that little girl yeah, yeah. with epilepsy? You know, it can be, wow, my coworker went to Colorado, I heard. You know, I mean, it's happening. So people can have a way to talk about it and yeah, get out of the closet. I really think you can you can relate it to the, yeah. the gender movement and how that moved from people uh, not supporting it. I think it jumped 60% in 10 years or something from people not supporting it to who did because it went from a perception of the stereotype to, oh, they're just like us. Right. And there was an evolution there that had to happen. At first, you know, guys with pink boas and Speedos all oiled up are totally fine with getting out there and showing themselves so it's later that that the couples that have been together for years and just sit at home and watch tv come out so do you think it's it's a bigger issue of this force of resistance from either like a religious or a, some kind of moral authority that's the biggest problem or is it just general apathy from regular individuals that's the biggest issue i really think that the apathy from people who are not active consumers and and some even that are is more of a problem than the opposition at this point. The real strong opposition is, it's very weak, really. It doesn't have a lot of movement. It doesn't have a lot of supporters. It doesn't have a lot of organizations. It just has the, what it has is that that is the structure that's in place. Yeah. And when something's in place, it takes initiative to change it. And us getting people that don't even want this for themselves to be involved is a lot more difficult than even getting at the ones involved that do want it. So really, if you're pro marijuana and you're listening here, talk to your friends about it. Yeah. You know, like come out, just be talk like- Talk to your friends. Talk, I've talked to my grandmother, you know? Yeah. I mean, talk to people that you you don't know already are gonna agree with you. I talk to people randomly in the grocery store. I walk up to cops and just, this is the way I approach it. This is the best example is cops, I think, because that's whose people would be very nervous to mm -hmm. approach. Personally, I've approached cops when I, at that moment, was committing a crime unbeknownst to them and had marijuana leaves all over my clothes. And I just, you know, they, they're not gonna think I'm carrying anything whenever I've got, I've got it displayed all over me. Right. So I like to walk up to cops, but I like to ask them a very simple question and it throws them off guard. Um, they're very defensive initially, even the nice ones. You say, excuse me, you know, obviously when they're not busy, um, can I can I ask you a question and you're wearing something normal and they look guarded and they look like, like oh what, what am I about to be asked about or accused of that I really don't even care about? And so I said, uh, 
So it looks like, you know, marijuana is getting legalized uh, in some places and it's probably going to come here just, you know, a matter of when. What do you what do you think? And what do they say? Well, first it was like a long pause because they didn't have to defend anything. They didn't have something to spit out to defend themselves because I hadn't asked them. I hadn't accused them of anything. I just said, what do you think? And then there was kind of, yeah, like a pause and like a, a little sigh. And he said, well, one of the two said, well, it's better than alcohol. And then we, we talked about it a little, you know, I, he said uh, he's concerned a little bit with some stone driving. And I said, you know, it'll, it'll mostly be the, the, the newcomers to this, the naive people. And that would be the case whether they got it in a retail market or not. Mm-hmm. And uh, people need to, that's a matter of education. I, I said, don't you think that's a matter of education? It says on the bottles of our pills, our prescriptions, don't drive until you know how this affects you. Yeah. That's an education. So I got them to agree with me, and then we kind of moved on to other stuff and chatted. Huh. Wasn't there, now I heard from somebody, and I, I have no footnote on this, so I don't know if it's true or if it's bullshit, but I heard from somebody that they did a driving study where there was one study where they just got people blasted out of their mind and had them drive, and obviously they couldn't drive very well. But then they did another study, which was more like real life, where they got people used to being high like they got them high a couple times mm. and had them um then do a driving test like after four or five times or whatever and they actually drove better mm-hmm. than they did when they were sober is that is that a real test um, that happened there is a test on that cnn i think that did the the most credible one that i've seen and the way they did it was they took a an occasional smoker somebody that you know if somebody else had it they'd probably take a hit but right. they didn't have weed every day um they took them and got them tested them after each toke or something or smoked some certain amount and then would try driving and he, and he was progressively getting worse distracted uh slow to react mm-hmm. and then they tested uh they test drove a person a woman who is a medical marijuana patient who is a regular user an everyday user and she she drove better and as she kept getting higher <laughs> So, moral of the story, <laughs> if you're going to drive stoned, make sure you're a real stoner. Well, <laughs> well, what it is, I like to tell people, you know, perhaps as the science develops and we're allowed to do research on this plant like we would any other, perhaps we find out that people are actually uh, ca- cannabinoid deficient because right. we, we have endocannabinoids in our body and there are phytocannabinoids in the, the plant. And when we ingest the plant, those cannabinoids... ours in our body have receptors and so these phytocannabinoids join with those receptors and they control everything every system in your body so that's why people get hungry that's why people have short-term memory loss which crosses over to mean it helps PTSD you know I mean it it just it affects those types of systems it doesn't affect your brainstem though or it doesn't cross the blood-brain barrier I think it is Mm -hmm. so that's why you can't overdose it's right. not ever going to make you overdose. You could pass out. I have seen people pass out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the same as heat stroke, though. Sure. It's, they, they feel the same. It seems the sure. same as like heat stroke. When you when you think it's a regular brownie and it's not a regular brownie, <laughs> yeah. And then you better buckle your seatbelt. <laughs> yeah, you might be going to sleep for a while <laughs> <laughs> if you're lucky. Yeah. If you're lucky, you pass out. Um, well, that's, that's interesting. All right. So that's kind of the the Texas plan. Mm-hmm. What do you see going on in the national level? I mean, is there do you see momentum for some kind of national, just like, all right, all right, you guys win? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a, a matter of a lot of agencies trying to save face a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that we're seeing that at different, you know, the Republican Party is trying to slowly integrate younger people but save face on being the ones to say that this is okay. But um, the government agencies are doing the same. I just, I don't think the DEA, the enforcement agency, is going to be the people that are our champions. So there has to be some kind of um, argument and disagreement between the agencies and the government, and that's a little hard. We have to put more pressure on them. And I always tell people, you know, this issue isn't even on the League of Women Voters guide, which is like where you go for the issues that everybody looks at when we're voting. Mm-hmm. And to me, that tells me that it's not a popular enough issue to force government. Because a federal change has only happened in an issue like this when more than 20 states had already gone completely opposite of federal law. Not like just medical, where some people are just not getting arrested, but during uh, when they prohibited alcohol, when they repealed prohibition of alcohol, and when they prohibited cannabis, all had been done at a state level, more than 20 states, before the feds did anything. So it just takes some more momentum. Moment. I think, at, I think by 20, now. you're right, we have two. So after November, we probably have four, Alaska and Alaska and Oregon probably. Uh-huh. Um, so, and then we'll have a session, and then in 2016, we'll have probably four or six more, and then we'll have a session in 2017. And then by 2019, there should be at least a dozen states that have legalization. And I think then we're starting to look at federal change as well as Texas change. You see, you know, the people who adopt early are going to start to reap incredible benefits over Absolutely. the other states. I mean, you see some of these figures coming out of Colorado of the revenue generated, people moving in just for oh, this. Yeah. I mean, I know you're going to have people. these you're going to have these semi utopian states and their neighbors are going to be looking around like harumph. Like this isn't. Hey, this isn't sounds kind of like you know? Austin to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> just for, sure. for the music scene. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it'll equalize someday. I don't know if it'll be in my lifetime. I like to say that I hope my granddaughter's granddaughters will someday be in a place where there could be a cannabis plant sitting outside of your building and no one would steal the flowers off of it because they would no more likely steal your tomatoes. They could just as easily get their own. They wouldn't want something that they don't know what it is. And you think it's going to take that long, granddaughters, granddaughters? I mean, for it to be that, that available and huh. that no stigma, that's the kind of, that's like having no stigma at all, like right. no history. It's any other plant. People no longer say medical marijuana because I've heard, I've had someone ask, what is, what's, what's medical marijuana? Yeah. We've, we've, we've <laughs> defined it as a term as if that's, as if, you don't say medical aloe vera, do you? Or medical valerian root. <laughs> yeah, for it's sure. It's just a plant. Hmm. <laughs> well, we're on the path. That's the good news. We and are. we have we options. We can move to these cool states. And the penalties okay. are seeming diminishing, except for this really fucked up case here in Texas now, oh. where somebody had some weed brownies. That yeah. so what, what is going on with that? Yeah, well, they still have not indicted him. So it could be that the whole search gets thrown out. We don't know. We don't know. We're still following so, so the what, case. So what, ha- what happened exactly in that? Well, the way the laws are written, they can... They can, you know how you can take something by the letter or by the words, or you can take it in the spirit that you know it was written, but sometimes that gets lost and twisted if it's not very clear. So one of the things that he's being charged with is uh, that the brownies were made with a concentrate. He had purchased or had or allegedly used some type of oil which had cannabis in it. It was mm-hmm. an extract or something. So that put, uh, any concentrate, any amount of concentrate in Texas is already a state felony, just any amount. 
So that puts, no matter how much he had, he's in that category. Then there's a law that says any dilutants, adulterants, anything, additives that is in the manufacturing process of the drug that will be consumed can be weighed. So we're talking about they weighed everything. Flour, chocolate, sugar. The container. Everything. The container. Everything. They weighed everything. His so house. So you've got. <laughs> yeah, right. They weighed his table. <laughs> Do you have some in you? Let's weigh you. His you weigh about one spatula. <laughs> so, so they can, they take the full weight, which I think was one and three quarter pounds. They take that weight with the penalty of of state felony. I mean, of a concentrate. You know, that much of a concentrate when a, that any amount was a state felony. So he's looking at five to ninety nine. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it'll happen. I think they've already offered him one deal and his lawyer turned it down. But, um, you know, they still have, they just had a status hearing recently and we're, you know, they're having rallies every time and bringing attention to it. The judge is obviously very aware that uh, this is a big case. Yeah. 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 So I think the last time they were like, okay, well, let's just go ahead and get to it. We, know, we all know why everybody's here. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's <laughs> take him out of order. Get rid yeah. of everybody. Yeah. But, I mean, it's crazy. I think that they, they thought maybe they were going to use them as, a, as an example, but I think it's, it's, a, it's a real way. temperature taking, yeah, to say that that it's more like we can use them as an example of how ridiculous these, these laws are. Sure, yeah. I mean, if they if they put them away for 40 years, he'll, uh, he'll turn into a martyr. There'll be rallies. Yeah. That'll really galvanize yeah. the and And Texas Normal and Normal and some of the other organizations have to be a little careful with that case in that we're not advocating that 19 year olds should be making cell concentrates or anything. But regardless of his age, no one should be pay facing that sort of penalty for a substance that cannot kill you. Mm -hmm. It just, that, that just doesn't make sense. No one should. Uh, we don't want kids drinking alcohol, but we don't throw them out of school for it. We give them little tickets, penalties. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this archaic draconian system, you know, it's about time that when you're doing something of your own volition and you're mm -hmm. not harming anybody and they're partaking in something of their own volition with their own bodies, when the penalty is throwing your, you're getting thrown in a cage. Which and is there a are drugs in jail. Rape. I don't know if you've yeah, heard. They, they have some. And rapes and, <laughs> you know, regular dehumanization <laughs> across the board. I mean, when the penalty is that versus what was the crime again? Oh, you, you had something you weren't supposed to, which makes you a criminal, which right. makes you bad. So we have to put you away. It's this completely backward system right, that, we're, right. that we're unwinding. But, you know, it's only been in our lifetimes and our our parents and their parents' lifetimes. It's a century in Texas we've been arresting federally since the 30s. But before that, cities, mm -hmm. states were already arresting. And Texas was the first. Yeah. Well, these taboos, they get, they get ingrained in culture and they're hard mm -hmm. to unwind. And I want to, you know, we only have a few minutes left, but oh. you brought up an interesting oh, yeah, topic yeah. that I wanted to chat about, which is, involves another taboo, yes. which is the dead body. Oh, you're going to go straight yeah, for that one. Go, you skipped go. all my I'm, other I ones. Know, you're, going, I, you're going I, I, for the hardcore. This hard one core. is really interesting because I've never actually. You never thought about I've it. I've never thought about it for before. For years, I have driven by cemeteries for years and thought, when are we going to stop wasting that land? <laughs> I have. I've just never said it out loud to anybody else until like this year, probably, because I like to stir things up now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I think one day, someday, we're going to be looking at at a lack of space for people in livable areas, and wonder why we're we're 
having these areas to just dwell on the dead. Mm -hmm. I don't want anybody to dwell on me in a in a over my decomposing body. I mean, plant a tree that you name after me, or right? Like buy a star that you're going to look at, or something. Cremate me and throw it in the wind it's or the this, ocean. It's or, this really funny. It's that's this a really shell. funny relationship that we that we have with death. We really shelter ourselves with it, and then we consider the body as still some you know of course you want to respect that as the shell right. like but it's it's pretty much if like a fucking hermit crab leaves his shell exactly you know and it's like okay there's a shell yeah you know yeah it's I've, nice I've, but it's nothing there it's not the fucking hermit crab anymore right uh, that exactly. the hermit crab's gone he's exactly. gone he's gone so whatever you do with the shell you know okay maybe you don't want to smash it on the rocks yeah you know? yeah but, i mean <laughs> have a little nice thing you whatever yeah, you want to do but respect don't take up land space don't <laughs> Don't take your real estate from my yeah. dead body. Pay all that money for some memorial. I mean, yeah. hopefully people will remember me. It's like I, I, I went to um, Venezuela. I spent nine days in Venezuela. I had an amazing time. On the last day I went, oh, damn, I haven't taken any pictures. You know what? I remember that trip vividly. <clears throat> I don't need pictures. Right. I don't even need the few little souvenirs that I brought home. I honestly wish they'd break just because I don't like having crap anymore. But uh, yeah, I, I I hope people can remember without that. And the, the whole act of the <clears throat> the whole burial system where it's morbid. You're the, it's yeah. I mean, I think in, in at least in New Orleans they got it a little better. You know where they got they, <laughs> they got go music down the street playing, music, yeah. Going dance. I mean, yeah. that's a lot more. I mean, yeah, celebrate I want, celebrate what I stood for in life. Exactly. I want I want the minor mishap marching band and Clyde and Clem's yeah. whiskey business playing at my funeral. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. it's like this I think big, a parade is a great idea. It's this big ego trip to say when I die, I want the world to cry and yeah, mourn who me all's forever. Be there and, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, people are very centered on themselves, though. I mean. I'm just not, I'm not that worried about it. Yeah. And then there's a whole other group of people who are imagining, you know, they don't want to get buried because like, oh man, I'm so claustrophobic. I want to get buried. <laughs> Motherfucker, you're dead. You're dead. You're, you're dead. dead. You're dead. You're, you're dead. dead. You're gone. Right. Like you're not going to be claustrophobic. I promise. You know, yeah. it's this weird, it's this weird thing we have with death where we don't want to, in some regards, we don't want to acknowledge the fact that there is an eternal, you know, anything that tra goes on. But yet at the same time, we're still attached to the fact that there is a body that has somehow some awareness or right. something like that. So, so I kind of like, like to bring it up sometimes, you know, like I, in my board, when I try to in, in, insist with them that things are important that they listen to, I'll go, okay, if I die, this is blah, 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 you know, and, and they'll all kind of laugh. And I'm like, I'm serious though, really? Like it could happen. People totally. die every People die. day. Yeah. I had, to, I had to write out like a quick will before I went to Peru. I don't know what the fuck right? happened. I'm right. going to the jungle. There's snakes and shit down there. Yeah. I, don't know. I, mean, I almost, almost diarrhea myself to death on the way back. You know, that shit happens. I thought that was I the mean, reasons you guys went to Peru. People, <laughs> people don't usually die of dysentery anymore, but I was fucking close. I lost like 20 pounds. No, I wasn't oh really close. But, you know, I mean, yeah, it's just a, it's a part of. It's a part of existence, yeah. you know. And it's well, before we ever taboo. get to that, I think we're going to see legalized prostitution, which I, oh, yes. uh, and uh, over-the-counter birth control for girls and more so that's options another, for so boys. That's another, Those are the, these are my other topics. Mm -hmm. so if your listeners want to hear more about that, then fuck yeah, uh, let's talk about it. Real quick. Then next time I'll talk about those oh, things yeah. if you want. We Whenever could, you want to cut me off, we could probably have it. Uh, no more male circumcision. Uh, I let's I let's do all that, all that free so stuff. So we got male circumcision. We got. Uh, Legalization of prostitution, and we got over-the-counter birth control. Over-the-counter birth control and more birth con uh, birth control options for men. Uh -huh. We got a plethora for women. Birth 
Yeah, just, what just, what is that? Wait, yeah. I'm too curious. I can't let you go without what? talking about birth what? control options for men. Because pretty much what? there's a con. Why don't y'all have a pill? Yeah, why don't we have a pill? Exactly. Yeah. It's like the What's whole, the, from, from before people even have sex, it sets the man's mentality up that this is all the woman's responsibility. I have two options. This piece of plastic I can put on and we hope it works. Or surgery. Sorry. Go to the doctor, lady. Yeah. <laughs> So is there is that even possible? I mean, I think it's possible. I mean, they came up with a pill for us like 50, 60 years ago. Yeah, I mean, we went to the damn the, moon the, before I was born. But those sperm ovens are relentless. You know what? You know what most guys sperm say to me? Can't be I either get guys <laughs> who I think actually get to have sex. Sometimes will say, "I'd take a pill," and then a lot of idiots say to me stuff like about hormones, like they're against it because of hormones. Like, excuse me. Those women that are willing to participate in having sex with you and are on both control, what do you think those are? Yeah, those manipulating hormones. are hormones. But hormone manipulation wouldn't work for men, though. It would have to be some other mechanism. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know, but there's a saying, there's a saying that, Pay attention, it, scientists. that it makes more sense to take the bullets out of the gun than to hold up a shield and fire at it. True. I'm with that. Scientists, figure this shit out. Yes. All right? We went to the moon I before mean, I was born. Come on. I mean, the, the fact that the condom is such a crude implement for mm -hmm. our uncrude times. You know what I mean? Right, right. It is like, can we not think of something better than that? Right. Yeah, there's, there's no way. Like, I've had somebody try to make that process intimate. I was like, can you just take care of that? I don't want to. <laughs> like, it's not going to be cool no matter what. So. Yeah, it's not going to be awesome. <laughs> no, I'm it's not, not going to enjoy awesome. it. So just go take care of that. And, yeah. Oh, man. So those are some other things I like to stir the pot about. Well, let's fucking some good schedule, ideas. Let's schedule when, another one. And let's, yeah, let's when, do when it. people like are that. bored at dinner parties, I just like to. Change the I'm subject. ready. I'm ready to go deep. I'm ready yeah. to go deep on those topics. Yeah. I look forward to that. Yeah. Well, thank you for stopping by. I appreciate it. Enlightenment on a, a very important topic to us. And so, what can people do to contribute? Get in touch. You know. Well, with Texas Normal, we have a website, TexasNormal.org. Uh, we have a YouTube, uh, TXN Normal. Uh, remember, Normal is always spelled without an A. So uh, we the have a way. Facebook. Um, Twitter and we have a lot of events going on we're getting ready for the legislative session right now so uh, and we have a lot of outreach groups whatever people are into we want to show that it, we're not a stoner group we have an athletic group we have a senior group a veterans group a patients group so we just try to have basically anybody that joins our group who wants to be an advocate and is interested in certain things we want to tell them encourage them to bring more of those people either into our movement or at least educate them about it. I don't necessarily need everybody to be members. We just need to be willing to not just say yes on a poll, but look into who seems more like a freedom loving person to put in office. Yeah. Just be involved. Go use vote411.org whenever uh, it's time to vote before November. I like it. And if you're not in Texas, there's other organizations. Are there other normals? There absolutely over? are. There's over 150 chapters nationwide. We've got some international ones now. So normal.org, and you can find all the chapters there. If there's not one near you, there's a link under chapters, how to start your own. Yeah. So just, you know, whatever it is you're into, just get involved with the legislature in Texas. Because last year there were over a, over a dozen bills filed just on texting while driving. I mean, if you want your issue to be important, then you have to get involved and find out what's happening with it. Right. Yeah. And Speaking, I'm for all freedoms. So. Fuck yeah. Me too. Speaking of international, the coolest countries are right now Portugal and Uruguay. Mm. Is that right? Yeah. Well, Portugal has done, uh, done away with all 
they've decrimmed all drugs. So they see a huge uh, reduction in health issues, um, in AIDS-related illnesses, stuff like that. Powerful Portugal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Uruguay is done Uruguay that is looking at selling through the country. The country is going to be the sale, governing the sales, kind of like what Washington's doing through the state alcohol board. But I think yeah. they're going to allow some people to be growers. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, it's a little douchey to control all of the weed sales, but at least it's yeah. free. At least it's yeah. Well, I think legal. that there are going to be people higher that aren't government people growing, but I yeah, think yeah. they're controlling the sales. Right. But that's but what actually, Virginia, that's what Virginia it's actually does not. Uh, it is very cool actually because I remembered uh, the Uruguay um, president. He is such a, a charitable person. He is trying to undercut the black market. That how so we're uh -huh. here. We're adding so many taxes, and even some people are complaining as if as if it's cheaper to go to jail or something. But uh, so it's close to street market value, or sometimes more with taxes in Colorado, Washington. Whereas in Uruguay, they're talking like a dollar a gram. Because they want to undercut, which I'm sure it's cheaper there anyway. But. They want to undercut the black market specifically. So he's he's on the right track. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Cheyenne, awesome to have you. you We're, we'll have you back. Good We're prepared to go deep on these topics. All right. Have Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Peace.